Hearty Dice Friends. Episode 25 of Hearty Dice Friends. My name's Grant Howitt, this is Chris Taylor. Hello. And together we'll be answering your role-playing questions, whether you want us to or not. We're at the quarter hundred, which I feel is a milestone. Having our quarter-life crisis, presuming we <laughs> die at a hundred. <laughs> well, that's what I'm assuming I'm going out at. I really hope the podcast goes out at a hundred, but it goes out, like, well. Explosively. Yeah, we have, Killing we have, everyone. Like we have some sort of live like live event and it turns out it was it was a murder suicide pact. <laughs> Between you and the podcast. I'm fine. <laughs> just me and the not like not any of our listeners or anything, just no. me. <laughs> just you just you. The podcast kills us, it kills you and then itself. <laughs> I'm just there, muted. Mm. Um so we uh we put out another question on Twitter this week. Uh, we okay. were interested to see what... Uh, so the two questions we had are, which D&D class would you most like to fight one-on-one and why? And also, one which I'm quite excited about, which is give us an NPC name and we'll do a voice <laughs> slash backstory. <laughs> this is this is rife with potential problems of doing accents. Okay, listen, I'm going to call a ceasefire on my I'm not going to do accents rule. <laughs> because otherwise we will run out. I've got like three voices. I've got posh, not posh, and obsequious, and those yep. those are the three voices I have without resorting to accents. Actually, hang on a sec. Well, you know what? We'll see. I'll try and do as few accents as possible. Yeah, we'll see how that. it goes. Um. So first up, Tim May Tom writes in, and he says, "I want to fight a druid. Either they don't wild shape, and I beat them, or they do, and I go out gloriously fighting a dire bear." So. Fair, excellent way to go out. Mm-hmm. However, I think he forgets that druids are still spellcasters. Well, I think that if you put points into anything other than wild shape, you're not a proper druid. Yeah, but like if you're looking at D and D druids, mm-hmm. they've got D&Ds. wild shape and a full spell list. Oh, I didn't. I thought it wasn't. So it's it's, it's not a spell wild shape. It's um, it's just a class ability. Yes, I I know. No, no, so, 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 so I'm, I'm saying, is, is that not what it is? So it's, it's just inherent to the druid? Yes, yeah, they, they can just wild shape oh, a certain amount of times per day, and while they're wild shaped, they can't cast spells. Right, okay. But they so can also do, like, the. They, they can also pick up the uh, the spell which transforms them into something else, right? Yeah, shape change. Yeah. So, Great. <laughs> swings and roundabouts on that one, I feel. I want to get more druids who transform into, like, non, non-animate objects. <laughs> Form of a balustrade. Yeah, or like, or like a like an end table or a writing desk. I like how you chose an end table, which is a lot mm. more dramatic than the occasional table. Well, I. Mm. How often would you use an occasional table? <laughs> only if once you, every so often. If you use it all the time, is it still one? Is, I think in name only. Mm, at that point, it's just just a common or garden table. Yeah, it's just a table at that point. A dirty table, putting it all around town. <laughs> Patio furniture. Mm. I don't want to fight a druid. Jesus. I mean, even if I beat them, I'd get an infection of some kind. Yeah. Have you seen how they live? <laughs> and also, like, there's, there's druids of specific areas, so you can have swamp druids. Uh, I don't want to fight a swamp druid. No, I don't want to smell a swamp druid. No, that's going to be awful. If I have a gun, maybe. <laughs> just, just, if you're hunting a swamp druid, is what if you're I can saying. Just, if I can just shoot a druid, that would be good. That's all I ask. <laughs> I want to murder a druid. Quick question, Chris. Uh, should we do like? Sh- should we? Should we 
do all the NPC names at once at the end? Yes, I think that's probably okay. The best. Cool. Okay. So we've got two. We've got two people here. So uh, both uh, Rob Rob Abrazado and uh, uh, JP both say they want to fight a paladin. Okay. Um, because because they're lawful. Yeah, fair fight. Yeah, yeah. Or like, or like, like the lawful paladin. I declare it a jewel and then cheat. That's clever. Mm. Mm. That's very clever. Although at that point, would you be classed as evil so they could smite you? Cheating the jewel. It seems pretty evil, doesn't it? It does. It seems like an evil act. Suddenly, then <laughs> their ability comes in. Basically, you have to take out that paladin bef- before it smells the evil coming off you. <laughs> so I ask. Oh, okay, so so. What you have to do is put a half brick in a sock, stuff that in your back pocket, and then not think about it at all. <laughs> just concentrate really hard on on how honourable you are. Just, just think about like a really great dog. Yeah. Oh, that a dog's really, great. Um, a really brick good in a sock. dog. I'm just, I'm just imagining like, uh, like, like a border collie, like a lassie grade dog. You know. Yeah. Something fluffy. And I challenge you to a jewel, an honourable one. Yeah. <laughs> What well a lovely was, dog! Sorry, oh, nothing! A great dog! And then, while the paladin's back is turned, you brain them. You might say, oh look, yep. an um, orphanage on fire. But the orphanage is full of evil orphans. <laughs> <laughs> so it's fine? Well, at that point, the paladin's going to work out whether they're going to fall or not, and then bam, yeah. so, uh, half brick in the back of the head. <laughs> He's already pre-casting the atonement spell. Mm. <laughs> paladins... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, leave the bottle. I've got a few of these to do. <laughs> Sean, I want to have sex with a paladin smith. Now, what, what, what was it? What, what was it that Sean wanted to date? I'm not sure. Anyway, he he, he wants to fight a warlock because he loves their style. Fair. I think, go he, out swish? I, I think he's misunderstood the meaning of fight. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, like, maybe it's like a sexy fight. Who knows? Maybe. Hmm. Maybe. I, I mean, I don't. Th- I think it's going to be mainly painful with warlocks. I think we're getting back the into the old. I think we're getting back into the same druid problem. In that I figure warlocks smell. They're, they're, they're going to reek of brimstone. Yeah, that sort of eggy, sulfur mm. smell. What the best that happens in that fight is I'm coming out with a lot of tar under my fingernails. Ooh. Mm. But uh, Harry, Harry also says. Uh, any class that could ki- any class could kill me easy. So if I'm gonna die, I want it to be at the hands of Hennet. <laughs> Specifically, Hennet, not sorcerer. Hennet, the iconic sorcerer. He'd make it hurt real good. <laughs> he is. He is a good sixty percent belt. Hennet looks like a total freak. Yeah. Do you, quick question. Do you reckon those belts are joined together in any way? No, all separate. All separate belts. And I reckon it takes of... ages to put them on every morning. Does he have a loincloth under there, or is it kind of a peekaboo nope. thing he's got going on? No, he's, he's oh, got a series just... of small belts around his junk. Oh, like, like, like it's, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's individually wrapped. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Imagine how bad those belts would smell. Imagine how bad those those belts would chafe. Oh, Jesus Christ, that's unpleasant. Yeah. Well, I guess he's into pain at that point. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Either way, he's in it. Yeah, Thanatos says Weird. probably a wizard, because at least at least at level one, one d four hit points, and I can ambush them. Yeah, like they've not got a whole bunch of spells, and a house cat could kill them. I think Ooh. that's probably your safest bet, actually. I think actually, this is a really this is a really fair call. 
Because if I if I ambush a fighter, if I hit him, probably not going to take him down, or her, yeah. or them. If I manage to ambush a wizard, all I got to do is make sure they don't fire off magic missile. I don't have enough yes. hit points to survive magic missile, and they won't miss. So if I can maybe like hide in an attic or a barrel, or yep. behind a, behind a waitress, or, or mm-hmm. you start mm-hmm. a duel with a lawful paladin. Right, yeah. Think about the dogs and stuff, and then brick the wizard. <laughs> but then at that point, like, we've got to presume the paladin's on the wizard's side, and you just murdered it in front of him. Maybe he was an evil wizard and you did him a favour. I guess you need to start a really long campaign convincing the paladin that all wizards are evil. <laughs> it's a very long setup. I mean, you're level 30 by this point. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just a gank, a wizard in an alleyway. We've got, hey, we've got a really interesting one here. Um, Alex writes in, I feel, like, I feel I could outthink the average barbarian. Wow. That's, that's a risk. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of a gamble. Because, like, you've got to figure barbarians are raging in every fight they do, right? Yep. Um, because otherwise you're not playing them right. So that 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 barbarian's going to rush at you pretty hard. I, I'm trying to think because like the the phrasing was a one on one fight. Do you think maybe Alex is going to is, is going to run away like that bit in Brick and then trip the guy <laughs> up? <laughs> maybe, maybe either that or he's done mm. a Batman and has prepared mm. the arena. Ah, kryptonite gauntlets, <laughs> which apparently don't really hurt barbarians, only Superman. If you check the sandwich you ate, uh, Superman, I think you'll see that the lamb had a kryptonite glaze. <laughs> a half kilo of kryptonite in it. <laughs> I just painted it lamb colour. And you didn't even notice because of how strong your jaw is. <laughs> you giant bellend. <laughs> I've got you now. Um, I, th- I think Batman should use the word bellend more often. Yeah. Although, no, I, I, yeah. lump of kryptonite in a sock... Yeah, hey. that seems to be our classic weapon at this point. I think, I think, I mean, Superman is a paladin if he's anything. Yeah, a hovering paladin whose religion is the sun. I don't read a lot of <laughs> Cri- Krypton yeah. pants. He's big on pants. He... Yeah, okay. Mm, he does like wearing his outer pants over his upper pants. Yeah. Do you reckon those are joined in any way, or is it like a Hennet situation? <laughs> <laughs> I like to think they're free because, like. On Christmas, he pops on a you know like 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 a Santa pair, just to be a bit he, more festive. He's just like at that point, what he's wearing is incredibly long. Like he's wearing like hip high socks, <laughs> <laughs> some little red pants. <laughs> Superman is a freak. Yes, Superman knows what he likes. Uh, well, it's, it's either I mean the, the way to look at it is it's either hip high socks or a onesie. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, that's, it's one or the other. Again, tight one thing. <laughs> I'm sure they must make those. I'm sure they do. I mean, that's, that's just like like body suits, you know, like di- diving suits. Yeah, no, but I'm thinking technical. like 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 a like a comfy flannel onesie for when he's at home. Like uh, what? Like like footy pajamas? Yeah, with a flap at the back, but they're quite tight. But yeah, but just fluffy, so that you can get out of the shower. Mm. Pop a fluffy one on. <laughs> When he's ready for work, he puts the Lycra one on. Normally I do that in the shower. No, I... <laughs> I, I I'm worried about the... about so, so, like, putting on a dressing gown when you come out of the shower is nice, because it's quite airy. I worry about the swamp-ass situation. <laughs> there is, if there I, is a threat of that. 
if I meet like absorbent, sure, but if I immediately put on absorbent clothes, basically upon leaving, <laughs> I don't know. It, wick, it wicks the sweat. Oh, okay. Like it wicks it out to an area on your upper back. <laughs> it whips it out to your forehead where you can dab at it like a southern lawyer. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! This case has proven quite the conundrum. Thank God for this Wiccan suit. Whoever will I indict? <laughs> Shane Ivans writes it and says, Rogue, in a one-on-one fight, they'd have a hard time getting any of their usual damage bonuses and they'd just be a low-armor fighter. Wrong! So You're dead. He... You're super dead. It's a rogue. <laughs> Very correct in the fact that you don't get flanking bonuses. Yeah. However, odds damage, are high, damage the rogue is going first. Oh, that's but... true, actually, yeah. So, it, so it'll get sneak attack. It'll get sneak attack on its, on its oh, first attack man. because you're oh. flat-footed. Your neck's coming right out, mate. Oh, just all the veins fall out of your body. Just, it's not ending well. A lot of people have said they want to fight a bard. Like five people have written in and said they want to murder a bard. Is Uh, is that is that because of vendetta or actually actually unrelated to the question? (laughs) (laughs) They just wrote in of their own accord. They tweeted, "I hate bards." Yeah, I just searched, "I hate bards." Um, people don't seem to like bards very much. So, like, well, bard easy to beat by themselves, says Ryan. Uh, Owen writes in, says bard, specifically the bagpipe playing Viraja, they would be such cathartic honking and shrieking. <laughs> John reckons he has better uh, witty banter than they have. Depends what and, sort of bard. Yeah, it depends on what sort of bard. Maybe Could you have a banter bard? It could be one of those four-fed bards who just whistles and skeletons kneecaps fall off. <laughs> What a, that right there, page sixty-two. What, what a, <laughs> whistle, skeletons, and kneecaps fall off. What only works of, on skeletons. What a crock of shite the fourth ed bard was. Like the like three point five ed bards were fine, I guess. I played one for a little bit, but the fourth ed bard is it's like they do psychic damage with cutting insults. Yeah, and it's like no, you're you a knob. In, you mm. can't insult a skeleton. You can't make yeah. a skeleton die from insulting it. It doesn't make any sense. And yet, if you're if, if you're incredibly insecure and yet immune to psychic damage, mm. you can't be hurt by by an insult. Well, no, no, it's, so, it's nonsense. Yeah. Andrew J. Young writes in and says, "I'd fight about one on one. If if I lose, they'll weave a tale of our fight. If I win, I'll make them weave a tale of our fight." Th- now that's logical. I, Mm, I worry about how good Andrew thinks he is at fighting. <laughs> because if he's if he's not great at fighting, and we've got to assume like bards have a base attack bonus and shit like that, you know? Mm. As opposed to your standard classes the your standard commoner classes. You're probably gonna lose. And he's gonna write the sorry, and the bard is gonna write a song ridiculing you. Yes. Across the land. Andrew Crap's gonna be the tale. <laughs> Well, Andrew lost a fight to a bard, young. Riddle-dee-dee and riddle-dee-duckwit. <laughs> Last week I was approached by a fuckwit. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, bards. Um, bards, you make me laugh. What about you, Chris? What do you want to fight one-on-one? What do I want to fight one-on-one? Mm. I don't know. Like, a wizard halfway through his... Um... Uh, memorization of spells. <laughs> Asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait. A sleeping wizard. A sleeping wizard. 
I'm going to choke him with that brick because it's going to be much less effort than throwing it. Yeah, you're not going to get your eight hours here, you fuck. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> just putting a pillow over him. Shh, 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 shh. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And just kicking the spell book away. Yeah. No, 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 no. You won't need this where you're going. I think actually a wizard is the absolute best class to fight. Um, yeah. Clerics, clerics are a bit rusty, tufty, and they can heal themselves. Plus plate mail. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing against plate mail. Like you'd have to try and push them over, I guess. Drown yeah. them. <laughs> Get them in a lake. Fight them near a duck pond. You've got to hope that you're fighting them in a sexy party at a swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way. That's where I do all, over ninety percent of my fights. Is on Sexy Lidos. Pool parties. Not Lidos, Lilos. <laughs> I do the one Lido. Or at a Lido. I go down tooting Lido and pick out a sexy fight. <laughs> lifeguards. Lifeguards, my friend, that's the secret. Yeah, fight a, se- fight a secret. Fight a lifeguard. Fight a secret lifeguard! <laughs> like a TSA agent, they're just swimming around. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Oh, they've got a gun. Mm. Should we do some NPCs? Well, yeah, but I'm, tr- I'm just trying... I think it is Wizard, isn't it? I it's think definitely like, that's, 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 that's the right answer, objectively. Yeah. Although, All right. okay. as we've, oh, as we've oh, already oh. ascertained, mm-hmm. they the, the wizard does have a familiar. He does have a, they do have a grenade toad. Oh, that's true. Oh, God, that's true. He might get shocking grasp, and it's like he's like, hey, catch this grenade. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's a frog. Well, <laughs> that's yeah. a frog. You can't throw that. Catch <laughs> frog and my yeah. death. Yeah, that's bad, yeah. Mm. Oh my god, you'll hurt that frog! And you catch it, like, you know, heroically. Yeah. And then it looks at you and winks, and then sh- and then better hands. <laughs> and then murders you. <laughs> it just vo- <laughs> it voms up a 30-foot cone of flame. <laughs> oh dear. Chris, I just had a great idea for a campaign in which everyone has a pet wizard. And you you carry around the wizard's familiar strapped to your wrist, and it is a toad. To answer your next question, and then on the wizard's turn, it'll just cast like like shocking grasp and and, and flaming hands and all sorts of cool area effects spells through a uh, through a wrist gauntlet, and you decide you disguise it so it doesn't look like you've just tied a toad to your arm with twine. <laughs> I mean, that's that's genius, really. Mm. You it get does the, require you, get you to have the... a pet wizard. Yeah, but you get a wizard, mm-hmm. and you get him to, to to give his toad to the monk, mm. who's doing unarmed attacks. Yeah, that's true. Put with a put with a frog strapped to the back of his hand. Do you think the frog might die? No, if it's strapped to the back, or the frog does. Think, the frog just think... extends one one foot look, and just look, zaps look, people. Look. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, <laughs> Elegantly puts out one stubby forearm. Yeah, I'm. Th- I'm just thinking, like maybe, maybe you could tie it to a fighter's hand because I have swords and shields and that sort of thing. But I get this. I get the, the sensation that being tied to a monk's hands is a bit like going in one of them Julux paint mixes. <laughs> he does flurry of blows and he just liquidizes the frog. Ne- never oh no! Oh no! Oh, that's gone wrong. Oh, you've mixed up its internals. <laughs> oh, it's come out puce. That is a messy toad. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's do some NPCs. How, how, how do you want to run this? Like, should, should we just pick, so, so I figure like we pick one and challenge the other one. Do it. All right then. Okay, you go first. Uh, I would like you to do rickety D. That's rickety 
D. Ah, hello, the name's Rickety D. <laughs> Me legs don't work at all. <laughs> Is that kind of... I'm from Vaudeville Island. Yeah, I like that. Like, uh, and what, also does, imagine... what does Rickety D do? Um, he mainly jigs. He does a lot of jigging. Oh, a jigger. And also... I'm imagining that his that his elbows are like you know when you make a paper a paper mannequin and you and you tie the elbows together with like this pin that's pins that split apart. Yep, a split Imag- pin. A split pin. That's the word. I imagine that's how he uh, that's how he moves at all times. Oh, like like like, like, like doing a robot. Yeah, but like he can't stop. Maybe he's actually two dimensional. We can't see. No one's ever seen him from the side. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Are you drawn on paper? <clears throat> Your NPC is Gilda Git. Sorry, Gilda Glitwash. Giltwash. Hang on, wait, wait, wait. Is it Giltwash or Glitwash? <laughs> it's it's Giltwash. Gilda Giltwash. That's got to be a witchy name, hasn't it? You could invert it. No, I like I like the witchy. Give me give me a best that's proper. That's proper going Gilda Giltwash. Proper Gilda. Gilda, Gilda Giltwash. What's her What's her favorite spell? <laughs> Toad. Didn't say anything more in the book. <laughs> well, it did. It, it was under the heading Summon Friend. It, it just does a toad. Not a lot of friends as Gilda Giltwash. <laughs> a series of, toads. T- series of toads. She summons for a minute at a time, puts hats on, and invents them backstories. <laughs> no, it's ta 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 We're having a party. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> oh, it's gone. Oh, well. Oh, next time. <laughs> Ten hour ritual later. Happy birthday <laughs> to <laughs> me. Oh, it's gone again. Oh, give me one, give me one. Uh, Constance Pringling. Constance Pringling. Ooh. Constance Pringling. Hang on, no, actually, um, Constance is a woman's name, isn't it? So I'm going to soften this a little bit. Constance Pringling. Oh, that's good. Archduchess. Then I'm figuring slightly more rundown. Constance Pringling, fallen duchess. Once heir to the... Grildenhost's estate <laughs> now landlady at the frog and goat <laughs> we get in a lot of witches uh, DJ shuffle function D- I can't do a robot voice you can, can you do a robot voice DJ shuffle function that's pretty good I sound thank you I sound like you, I've got a throat problem you go, yeah you, like you, you're going a bit more nasal there DJ Hello. Shuffle Function. I'm DJ Shuffle Function. <sighs> and I'm here to give you the best party you've ever had. Is he so called DJ Shuffle Function for the way he moves his hands up and down his thighs? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's for the way that he's not invited to your wedding reception. Mm. But he shuffles in and pretends to be the DJ. <laughs> Black bagging the other DJ into an yeah, unmarked man. I'm DJ Shuffle Function. Shuffle Function. And I'm here to give you the fat beats. And yeah. now the, the greatest hits of. Ah! <laughs> I only know one Aha song. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to shuffle that track. I went to a sushi restaurant. This is a little real-world story. I went to a sushi restaurant when I was in Cumbria. It was a really lovely sushi joint. It was, it was a full Japanese restaurant. Um, and we sat down and we had wonderful um, ramen and some incredible sashimi. 
but the the one downside of it was that they just had the Spirit Away tune playing on repeat for what is the Spirit Away tune? I actually can't remember it now. Whenever whenever I try to hum it, I just remember the uh, Samurai Shampoo ending theme tune. Um, but the sp- what they'd done clearly is typed Spirited Away into Spotify and just hit go. And so it was just playing infinite- infinitesimally different remixes of the Spirited Away theme tune <laughs> for an hour and a half. And I could feel my brain running out my ears. It was terrible. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so I imagine this what DJ, DJ Shuffle Function would be like. Give me one. Yeah. Uh, Davy Fingerbones. Oh, hello. That, that name's Davy Fingerbones. Actually, hang on. I, I want to get a little bit crunchy. Hang on. Okay. <clears throat> the name's Davy Fingerbones. I like I like the the fluctuation in the voice. So he's he's not a very well man. I'm am sort of sort of channeling I'm sort of channeling the uh, the announcers from uh, from Mitchell and Webb. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going the up and down, answer. kind of, kind of very Mo Phillips a little way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know anything about. I don't know. I don't want to know anything about Davy Fingerbones. No. Please ask me no questions. <laughs> I shan't. Hector the Well Endowed. Like Hector the Well Endowed. Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> Name's Hector. <laughs> you all right? Quick question, Chris. Yeah. Is he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a tripod. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's like a fire truck hose. <laughs> Long and prehensile. Those aren't prehensile. They are if you just kind of turn the hose on and let it go. That's 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 that's, that's volatile. That's not prehensile. Is that what you thought dolphin cocks were Fair. like? It's <laughs> <laughs> whipping about continually. No wonder they're so happy all this time. Fighting like a horse's tail. <laughs> Give me one. Uh, where are we? Zara Murami. Oh, that seems like a serious one. Mm. Uh, Zara Murami. Uh, sorry, Zara Murani. Murami. M-O-R-A-M-I. Zara Murami is a... Uh, she is a... Exotic books trader. She lives. Uh, she wears many. Um, she has a penchant for purple silks, and she speaks in a rich, plummy tone, um, but slightly soft. And w- what I would do with her emotion is, I would do my favourite thing, where I play a polite yet authoritative woman, and she uh, just gently, gently refuses requests out of hand. And then he's what embezzling millions. I don't know. We'll work it out. She's an NPC. <laughs> Not a player character. If if the players get into her, then yes, she was the one embezzling millions. <laughs> uh, your name is Raphael Danderford. Sorry, I just did the I just did the voice. I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, no, carry on. Raphael Danderford. See, the best part is that on my computer, it's going Raphael Danderford. Would you like to translate this from Danish? <laughs> Does it translate into anything? Could not translate. Oh, that's a shame. Thanks, Bing. <laughs> it just, just translates to Big Dam in Danish. Uh, your oh, name dear. is... Graeme. Graeme? Graeme. Graeme? Graeme, G-R-A-M-E. Graeme with an E on the end. Yeah, I'm trying to... Because if it's just Graeme, it's just... Hello? You are right. 
There's Graham. But if it's Graham, it's hello. I'm Graham. 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 <laughs> I'm getting that he's like he's polite, obsequious, but useless. He's also a giant. Oh, I see. Okay. Like imagine a maitre d' giant. Oh, hello. Is he, Welcome is he dr- to the establishment. Is he dressed like your average giant? But is, in he a what, fancy, is he dressed like your average giant, but in a fancy maitre d' setting? No, he's dressed like a maitre d' in a giant okay. setting. Oh, okay. I like it. That's exciting. And, um, what's what's his deal? <laughs> why'd why'd well, this happen? You see, what happened was that he, he applied for the job at a, at a very fancy restaurant. Mm-hmm. However, to be polite, rather than just going, mate, you don't fit in the building. Mm-hmm. They've gone, well, we were looking for somebody with a little more experience. So what okay. he's done is he's set up his own restaurant. <laughs> which is just serving g- generic um, giant cuisine. There's a vending machine at back. He's really overworking. Yeah. However, he is proper working it with the, with the towel over the forearm. Cry through your chairs, madam. And he's, he's really, he, he really wants the job, and he's he's working hard to get it. I like to imagine that Graham has improvised those big silver dishes they put over meals before they arrive. Yeah, he's just hammered out paladins. <laughs> <laughs> just they're hammered all, them nice and flat. They're all just chest plates. Yeah. St- still wear hair on them. Yeah. And just like, if you'll follow me. And he does that thing where he's, got, he's holding the, the plate above his head level. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, that's very good, yeah. Uh, who have we got left? Barnabas um, Puddlebucket. Yeah, Barnabas Puddle. No, no, I don't no. like it. Nasal? No. Too nasal for me. Too nasal. He sounds very small, does Barnabas Puddlebucket. No, very small. Hello, Barnabas. Barnabas. What was sorry, Barnabas Puddlebucket? What was the name? Puddlebucket. Barnabas Puddlebucket. I, I like I like Portal Pocket. I believe. <laughs> Bifuronic Portal Pocket. I believe he's. I believe he's some sort of gnome. He's yes. a small, devious gnome, and as as all gnomes should be, he should be drowned. <laughs> gnomes are a pervert race. They're wow. a perversion of God's natural order upon the world, and also they're into some real mucky shit. <laughs> just, just rancid. <laughs> real grimy stuff. Wouldn't want to meet him at a bar, you know? No, I don't want to watch the films they record. Oh, no, thank you. Uh, yeah, I think I think he's a gnome. I think he is a. I think he's he's, he's just well intentioned, but a, a, a little lascivious. Yep. He's yeah, he's a little just, lascivious he's, gnome. Just just into some stuff. He's yeah. into some stuff, and like it's cool if you're not into it, but you kind of wish you were. Yeah. Because this would make this easier. Yeah. Uh, should we should we have a should we have a quick look at Reddit? See what they've got on there. Let's have a proper a proper old classical look at Reddit. Mm. What non-magical traps and puzzles do you know? Asks the Woofrip Companion, which is a book. <laughs> Books can't ask questions. Books can't type. They have the fingers. Anyway. Yeah, books can ask questions, like how can I better live my life towards Jesus? Yeah. But not on forums. No. Um, non-magical traps and puzzles. I like I like a punji I mean, I like a punji pit. Yeah, like we're looking at punji pits. Just anything in that terrifying Viet Cong book. Yeah, we've actually, we've actually done this. We touched on this already, haven't we? The whole yeah. like, uh, uh, bury a shotgun shell with a with a nail underneath it. Yeah, just that sort of thing. No, 
Terrifying. The Cobbler's Surprise. Barnabas Bartleby, inventor of the Cobbler's Surprise. <laughs> but I mean, like, when he's talking do you, about... Do you, do you mean that thing where, where you bury a shotgun? No, I wank into shoes! <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> and don't tell the Cobbler. <laughs> I mean, like, what's the severity we're looking at here? Like, like a trap? Yeah, I've done that. I've shaken up a Coke can and given it to somebody. I'd like, you know, something I used to do a great deal when I was a kid was I'd get a Coke can, punch a hole in the side of it, replace the Coke inside with water, seal the the gap on the side with with uh, with, with red with red um, plasticine, and then put the Coke back in the fridge. What is wrong with you? So Dad would go into the fridge and crack open a can of Coke. It would he just have a mouthful of water. That is so elaborate. That's so weird. It's such a weird <laughs> prank. One time, one time I did it. I thought this will be funny, and I and I was like, okay, I used to try and convince my aunt and uncle to drink it, but they were oh, they don't probably know it. What I'll do, I'll just leave it in their car. So the, the, like their car had the had, had the sunroof open. So I just sort of dropped it in the back, and they got home, and I was like, find any cokes in the. <laughs> Yeah, we found this coke. Someone had knocked a hole in it. Why did you think we'd drink loose coke we found in a car that obviously been tampered with by an infant? <laughs> did they take you to a special doctor? Um, I, I got taken to a doctor for speech, but not for brains. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> that's that's dangerous. I what you're doing I, there? Yeah, well, it's I mean, fine. that's, that's I'm, just I'm the start of. Of the cobbler's surprise. It's that, and then it's like, I poked a hole in this squirrel and replaced all of his vitals with water. And and then left it in your car, Aunt Susan. (laughs) Um, Poor, poor Aunt Susan. I don't like traps or puzzles. I think they're shit. Yeah, they're so hard to do. And they never make any sense. Yeah. It's like it's like like I think I think that like the traps and puzzles I'm interested in are working out how to um convince someone to do the thing. Yeah. Or how to um how to let's say for example, I think approaching it from the from the Far Cry three school of approach actually Far Cry two, in that each each outpost in Far Cry three is a puzzle in and of itself. It's how do you approach this, what tactics you're using. And there's no wrong way to do it, there's just efficient ways to do it. Yeah, and that for me is a much more interesting conversation to be having. Yeah, I mean, like the the only way I can think of that would make a puzzle useful in a game mm. would be if you want to nip out for a crafty cigarette. <laughs> you just kind of throw the puzzle at the players and then bugger off. Mm. Come back. Have you done it yet? Good. Done it. Right. Carry on. It's the only reason I can think of. I think that I think that maybe also like we're maybe um, coming at this from the wrong angle because you and I don't prep for games. Correct. And puzzles can be fun if if you've prepped for a game. Yes. I I, I, I wrote guess. a so- I wrote a sonnet. I'm sorry, I, I'm not sorry. I wrote I wrote a poem for, for the players, and the idea was that I wanted them to um, decode the ancient meaning in the, in this photo. So I, I wrote a poem for them, and I was like to represent you researching this photo what I want you to do is put this poem in the correct order so you understand what to do and so I cut up each line of the poem into strips okay and and they were like oh cool okay Grant you realise we can just tell by the shape of the strips <laughs> and I think to make things easier they actually flipped the poem over so they couldn't read it and just shuffle through that's amazing it was so rude <laughs> And oh that's yeah, and that was pretty much that was the death knell for me ever planning a game. I think 
Yeah, I think for me, uh, when I was very, very young and running a game, mm. I put in um, a load of coloured stones into a game. Okay. Essentially, they were minor magical items, and I wanted, I wanted them. They were on a long campaign in the Underdark, and I wanted them to be able to warm things up and cool things down without having to deal with oh, okay. fire and stuff all the time. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I gave them these, these, these essentially two packs of marbles, mm-hmm. and one player went, "Ah, I see. This is the entirety of the campaign. This is this is what it, everything is based around." I said, oh, mate, I just wanted you to be able to warm up tea. Don't don't lie to me. <laughs> I know that these are how the campaign works. So he started like, what happens if I put them next to each other, a hot one and a cold one? I'm just like, all right. Precisely um, fucking nothing. Uh, stupidly, I didn't say that. I, I thought okay. of something. I was like, um, they work like magnets. Oh, no. They, they attract or repel oh, each no. other. Uh, uh, the day after, I'm like, I shouldn't have done that. Because next time <laughs> he's like, what happens if I put six in a circle alternating? I, like, I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'm all, I, all I wanted, I don't care. All I wanted was a way for you to essentially make tea without fire. <laughs> that was literally it. <sighs> so yeah, no traps, no puzzles. They can get in the way, puzzles. Yeah, no gods, no masters, only men. No. Only men. No gods, no kings. That was it. No Have gods, you got no any puzzles. questions? I'm having a look. I've got some um, good ones, but like. The best one I can find is help naming my superhero for my upcoming Masks game. Oh, yes. What, what, what's the deal with the superhero? Uh, it's a different power set. At least one hero came before you had a powers, same powers as you, but more. So the fourth okay. of my character and their mentor's power set is that they can they have it create a sheath of light around their body. It's incredibly durable and lets them act with superhuman strength. They can also fly. The mentor can also create su- constructs of solid light. I really don't. So like, I was going to pick Aurora. You see, I really don't like the phrase "sloppy seconds," but he, then he had to go and mention generating a sheath around himself. Yep. Well, sorry, of themselves. Um, I don't. I, I don't think that we should go down that route. I just wanted to let you know that I I, I, I went there in my head. Yeah. Well, like I don't want any <clears throat> anything like Beacon Boy or Beacon Lad. Well, he's shit out of luck. <laughs> yeah. Lantern Lad. Some sort of lantern, perhaps involved the color of the light. Um. Oh, that's an, one, yeah, that, that could be quite good. Um, Puce Lantern. I've actually, I've actually read it. Like, can actually create Green Lantern style effects. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, Lantern Lad. Um, little Jackie light bulbs. Shiny. Shiny. Shine. Something shiny. How about it's serious? Serious suggestion. Neon. Neon's great. Mm. As long as the it's in the refraction. Doctor Refraction, both with K's. Yes. Well, actually, sorry, Doctor Refraction the second, also with a K. <laughs> <laughs> no, Doctor Refraction was was my dad. He spelled his with C's. <laughs> Please, Doctor Refraction is my father. Call me Jim with a K. <laughs> uh, the Fulminator. That's pretty good. I like that. Um, torch. No, that's taken. The human no. flashlight. No, that can get, that that could get a man arrested. Um, proficiency light weapon. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually quite good. Sorry. Or like light armor proficiency as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm down with that. I actually went with the luminary. 
Oh, okay, no, that's not bad actually. That's, that's not okay. Bad. That's good. That's that's, actually, that's better than neon. I think that's fun. I don't know. I think, I think neon's about eighties. I imagine I like neon. That, though. Neon has fucking massive hair and oh, wise yeah. cracks. Like the I'm imagining, you can balance a dinner plate on. I'm imagining she's kind of an arcade-themed Spider-Man. You know. Ooh, yes. You know, not <laughs> not only climb up a Gallagher machine. <laughs> You should see her go up them, though, mate. No, I mean, like, um, like she has that sort of wisecracking movement-based power. Yep. But she's got neon rather than... Well, sorry, she has a sheath of electric light. <laughs> Stay safe. <laughs> Example of a cold open and how to set the tone. What is a cold open? I've heard other podcasts talking about them. Do we do that? How does that work? <laughs> Uh, I think like is is a cold open where you where we're like hello and welcome to Hearty Dice Friends and then like a warm open is where like we get loosened up beforehand and then we do the intro. I don't know. I'm not sure because I, I don't I, know I like, what a cold open even is. I like to include. Okay, like, then then let's not let's not answer this question. <laughs> I just saw it. I'm sorry. Okay, well let's, let's just look it up. Hang on, cold open. A cold open in a, in a television program or movie is the technique of jumping directly into a story at the beginning or opening of the show before the title sequence or opening credits are shown. Oh, okay, so it's just so just plot, get on with it. The plot starts before the intro. Got you. At that point, that makes sense. Okay, okay. Um, what was the question? I can't remember. I scrolled past it. Fuck it. Um, help me come up with a bunch of fake movie names for a teen movie night, please. Oh my god, the briefcase. I wow. watched that. That's 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 a terrible. No, <laughs> no, no. That's great for a teen movie. Are you thinking like 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 Sixteen Candles sort of? Yeah, like it's it's okay. just it, it's an important plot point. You see, I I immediately thought of like 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 horror slasher movies for a teen movie night because like the teens are all getting together and watching The Bloodening, <laughs> The Stabinator, Doctor Choke. Oh man, what? Jonathan Bleed. <laughs> this like, there's no film called Jonathan Bleed. That's no. not. A, um, the briefcase. I like how innocuous and genuine that was. That was some real eighty shit. That's like Ferris Bueller's Big Day Out. What's it called? Ferris yeah. Bueller's Enormous Day Ferris Off. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That was it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Enormous Day Out. <laughs> That's like saying Clifford the Quite Big Dog. <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Obese Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> What's that point you were making yesterday? That Cl- Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah, no one mentions that you can fucking talk. Why? Why aren't they asking those questions? Big and red, enormous red talking dog. Like Jesus, that's a big dog. We've we've already yeah, got we've got big animals. We don't have talking animals. <laughs> Admittedly, like bigger than a house, rare. Red dog, pretty mm. rare. That, talking to, dog, you just unheard of. A dog. Exactly, like it's possible. Talking yeah. dog, completely unheard of. Mm. Unless it's in a cartoon. I think that's probably it for Reddit. Oh, here, uh, one last one. Is. Mad Max-esque scenario ideas? How can I put the game always on the move? I, I have an idea. What is your idea? Flumes. <laughs> the game pauses while you run back up the steps. Actually, come to think of it, like having having a post-apocalyptic um, water slide park would be brilliant. Yeah, like I, I say, brilliant. I think I'd much rather have a working one in real life. But setting a um, like having uh, an after the bomb scenario where the water's filthy and being pumped round, 
and just sort of and like there's there's all sorts of monsters in the in the in the paddling pools. Oh, and you've got and you've got like you've got like those big cannons that you, you have like water cannons you can shoot at the other people with in some water parks, and you have those, and they're like they're massively overclocked, and they knock you off the uh, the balance board into the horrible mire of um, dr- drowners. I don't want. I don't want to say that you can just walk away from a water park. Well, I'm figuring the plot's leading you in there. It's not okay. like, well, well, this is the life we chose. <laughs> well, it's a living. Shouldn't we leave? But we pay for the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean, I mean, going back to going back to an earlier question. These passes have... are good till half past four. So <laughs> we you stay know. until half past four. Yeah. Hellflume. Hellflume. Teen slasher film. Hellflume. Also good for a Nightmare mundane in trap. A, in a... Actually, it's not a mundane trap. This is a very occult trap. It's not a trap. It's a, it's a teen film. Like a portal. I'm trying to work out what, what the Hellflume is. Like, you get in, and then you ride the flume to hell? Sure. Okay, and then and then whatever comes out of there isn't the same. Exactly. When, when you surface from the water at the bottom... It's just like a load of old dogs. It's <laughs> just... <laughs> This is a this is a pile of pigeons. This is going to do it's, any good. This is just plastic bags. I don't understand. <laughs> Where's, Where's the boy? Where'd Gary go? <laughs> but like, there's there's something quite hellish and scary about being in the flume. Yes, especially if you're a very large individual. <laughs> yeah, because you are a very large. individual. I am a very large individual. Um, there's something incredibly socially crippling about going. You know those enormous ones that are like five lanes, and they, all they do is they bob up and down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're open at the top. They're open at the top, yeah. They're open at the sides. It's just like a slide that's wet. Yeah. Yeah. I can't can't go on those. Why is that? Every flat bit I stop. I'm too long. Oh, that's it. Yeah. (laughs) I I occupy all of the the width, so there's enough friction (laughs) to just stop me dead. (laughs) So what you get is, wee! As I inch myself along to the edge. Wee! Meanwhile, in the four oh. other lanes, <laughs> people just fly in past me. You're just you're just cre- creeping along like the fat rhino in Jumanji. <laughs> yeah, that's me, but down a, a tube. It's ridiculous. But also, yes, when you're in in one of the covered ones, mm. and not only are you tall, but you're a big lad. Yeah, the the claustrophobia is intense. You get a sensation of terminal velocity. Yes. And there's and there's the flashing light, and it's like this is like, like it's kind of like some Mancurian candidate shit happening in there, which is why you could very easily do a portal to hell. And like right. and like you spent here's the issue, right? I think it'd be difficult maybe to have proper dramatic tension slow burn in a flume, really long flume. You could oh, actually hang on. oh hang on hang on wait I've got this. <laughs> it's a really long shallow flume. This is about twenty five th- minutes. I'm thinking. Technically, it starts in France. I'm thinking um, what you could have is like you know how you said that you stopped on them, and sometimes like if there's a bit that goes up, us bigger lads can maybe get stuck. Yeah, maybe like the the flume gets tighter and tighter and narrower and narrower, uh, and you get stuck. I actually then... I actually have my stomach go then. Mm, good, good, good. And then you're trapped in a sort of that Ryan Reynolds movie buried alive style in hell. Until <laughs> well, you're you just ma- <laughs> in there with a lighter. Until you make a bargain. Well, because I mean, everyone carries a lighter, so like, so like you light a cigarette in the flume. <laughs> Looks like I'm not getting that here because you are also a leather-clad badass. <laughs> you turn off the ignition on your motorcycle that you rode down the flume and put it on the case. <laughs> and then, and then you make a deal with the devil, 
and then you come out there and you come back changed and you have to like sacrifice other kids to the flume. Oh, that's good. Right. Ooh, hell flume. Mm. Hell flume. How about how about come hell or high water? That's more tidal though. That well, because the water's up high. I think that that could maybe be a uh, like the tagline. Yes. Yeah. Hell flume. Yeah. Come hell or high water. Oh, like health flume. Well, because it's two thousand seventeen. Oh, oh, and, and somebody gets stuck in a flume, and the water keeps on filling up. It's going to be health flume. Hashtag health flume. One word. That's going to be the tagline. Yep. Hashtag return of health flume. <laughs> I know what you did the last health flume. <laughs> <laughs> it seems that like the call's coming from inside the flume. You slid down me last summer. <laughs> and the flume starts chasing them. <laughs> they look outside and it's just wrapped around a tree. They can't afford CGI to make it move, so it's just a lot of close-up shots of a five-foot segment of flume. <laughs> dun, dun, oh, fuck. Oh, no. And as long as you don't get wet. You'll be fine as long as there's no water. But yeah. then, some, but then, like, like they go out and then they um, drink a lemonade. Oh no! And they oh. spill some on themselves. No, they, they wake up in the morning. It's a, it's a bright new day. They think they're mm. safe. They open the curtains and the flume end is right outside their window. <laughs> <laughs> Just pours water in, <laughs> and he's breathing. The flume's breathing, and like, and, and the, the water's building up against the window, and the pressure's the pressure's like. <laughs> Cracking the glass like in a submarine movie. Yep. <laughs> All right, and then and then the water floods the room unnaturally quickly, and it's like and sucks them back out. Oh, genius! And oh. it's like the the room wasn't even wet. Yeah. So they can sucks, just rewind yeah, yeah. the video at that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I like that. <sighs> that's harrowing. That's that's the I'm worst not idea. With any of that. That's the worst idea after that after that Thumb movie. About, so it's through the trilogy about a snowman who killed people. Starring He's... Dean Kane as the dog. <laughs> You've got to help us. That snowman's killing people with his oh, nose. Boys, oh boy, the snowman's outside. Again, completely immobile. Couldn't afford to make it move. <laughs> they have to, it's filmed over 13 years as they have to keep rebuilding snowmen and then run out of winters. <laughs> okay, should we answer some questions in the Discord? We probably should. Yeah. We do, we do uh, have no. we do have a hearty dice discord for such just as just such a hearty dice occasion. Uh, how do you go about settling on character names? I mostly just stare at a character sheet thing, then write a crap name. We uh, we came up with the answer to this in two thousand and eight, I think, or two thousand and seven, and have subsequently built a career on it. Pretty much, uh, no. That, that's that's a different answer, actually. Um, the like we built our career on running things through Google Translate until they get interesting. Yep. But um, Chris Chris had made a druid in the D and D game, and he was struggling for a name. And so and so I was like, um, pick a sh- pick a skill on your character sheet that's really important to your character, and then just do an anagram of the letters. <laughs> so you had Versival, the druid, whose best skill was survival. Yeah. Also, anagrams into Servalva. <laughs> You're welcome. Which is a brilliant name for a character, let alone a druid. Best paladin. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you know, sure. Interesting heraldry. You'd think either Lady Vulva or Sir Foreskin, but I guess, you know, we can. We don't no, have it's, to. It's just off House Vulva. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. Yeah. What is, what is the. What is the uh... Is the vulva the name for a particular D&D beast, or have they just got a vulva painted on their shield? They've just got a vulva painted on the shield. 
Okay. Well, a lot, of, a lot of, a lot of knights have cups on their shields. So, I mean, basically, it's just the reduced version of that. Yeah. Yeah, Yonic, you know. Yeah. Yonic imagery. I, 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 li- I like that word. Yonic. Yonic. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? No, I, I really like want to. Word. I, I, I really like naming characters. I think I like, like, I like naming things a great deal, and I think that. One of the tricks that I've used for naming characters, especially in fantasy settings or sci-fi settings, when it's easy to, to be like Glamdrithialwiel, when you can end up with Tolkien nonsense, yep. is just to pick a noun and then a second noun and jam them together. Example? Um, or like, or, or like a, a noun and an adjective. So like, uh, I would be uh, Sir Brightlance the Paladin. Yep. Um, or like, or like, or like, take take Brightlance and then translate it through some other stuff. Like yeah. um, I had, I had a, an elf here called uh, Zinsamash, which is just Sun Moon, translated from I think like Babylonian. See, that's great. Just run yeah. it through Translate and then hmm. guess at how it was pronounced. Like even if you know exactly how it's pronounced, just pronounce it badly. I, I will never not recommend. I will never not recommend just using a noun because at that point it's really easy to remember because people have all sorts of bobbins nonsense made up names and I can never remember a handful of syllables like Grzak and Grzak. But Crucially, know, we need we teeth. need to do away with the apostrophe. It's 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 a problem. I think Tolkien's got a lot to answer for there. Yeah. I think there's that, a there's a lot of like when you've got more than one, certainly. Mm. Where do you stand easy. on combining the letters A and E to make E? A like Aether. Yeah, because I think I actually think that looks really cool. <laughs> <laughs> it does. I love it. In, I love it when you when it's written in demon. Oh yeah, is it demon when or it's demon? How's that? Because it's still pronounced demon. Daemon. It's still pronounced demon. Oh, okay. It's just Daemon. Mm. Big fan. Um, Belle in the Hearted Eye Discord said that she um, had a character called uh, Lola Marek. Um, and that is apparently a translation from Spanish, which means "gay boob." Genius. Um, which is Just which is like that. that's that's a bold strategy, Cotton. That's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is precisely what we did with Spire. Yeah. We didn't use "gay boob," but we did just draw up Welsh translate and jam some stuff through there. Welsh is human. Yeah. Haitian Creole would... is. Yeah. Uh, Drow. And we sort of fantasied them up a little bit, but um, I think the second a Welsh person gets their hands on our book, they're gonna they're gonna notice some things. They're gonna notice some stuff. <laughs> they notice some names and some places which are jokes. But yeah, um, yeah. but it's like it's, it's one of the least well spoken languages, so we're fine. Luckily yeah, for us, that language yeah. is dying. Although now, yeah. now all of our listeners know to type stuff in if they, if it looks a bit Welsh, type it into Google. Maybe Translate that's just the start of our ARG. Maybe they need to see how deep this rabbit hole goes. Maybe. Smash cut to us building Spire in Wales. Yes, yeah, just Wales. Just <laughs> actually, sorry, I rephrase that. It goes as deep as Google Translate. Yeah, they, like they, it's they, a one they, step. Here, not even, not even that deep. No. <laughs> even then, we've misspelt a lot of things. Zenton asks, "How much money would I have to give you guys to ramble on about a role playing game? I'm starting to suspect you haven't heard of. I don't have anything to do with the game. I just really like it. And then after a few, a few." Pokings, Zenton said that it was Nobilis. How much money do you want to talk about Nobilis, Chris? Twenty quid. Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's a non-zero sum. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like I would need twenty thousand pounds, <laughs> but like it's Nobilis. Honestly, I pro- I'd probably do it for a fiver. Yeah. Um, 
And this person did pay at least three pounds for this episode, three dollars for this episode to come out. So, mm. so next episode we can talk. Yeah, about next Nobilis. episode if we remember, we'll talk about Nobilis. Yeah, uh, which is a shame because I've got I've got yeah. some hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly, did you put them in one hundred and forty characters or less? My my hottest take, and this isn't actually about the content of the game, but the uh, the second publishing, which was um, James Walsh's company, put out the uh, the, re- the the republishing on PDF uh, of Nobilis Second Ed. Uh, it was of such a high quality that I could not view it on my iPad. Really? Attempting to download it on my iPad, and the iPad was just like, "What? No, bye!" and just shat itself. I could. I think. But I think it's literally I, the one place that I want to look at, at, at yeah, a PDF. Is I think on it was. It was over a hundred megabytes large. Wow, that's meaty. Um, and black and white as well. I should know. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well done. I presume, like it just goes, it's got a resolution that goes down to the molecule. Or... Yeah, either that or just each page is, a, is an image, rather. Maybe, than it was, a... maybe it was stored as a WMA. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. this, this is all just WAVs. This is just really high res video. I don't understand. Each page is a very high res video of that page. It's a, it's a four hours. It's a four hour <laughs> video on loop. That's great. Okay. Well, okay. You know best. I mean, to be honest, I reckon that's probably Hannibal's third ed is going to be released. Oh, oh, oh. nah, it's not going to come out. Um, no, never. Oh, also on that subject, um, also I just want to say, um, I, I don't dislike Nobilis. I don't like how hard it is to read. Yeah, I think I think it has some really good ideas, um, and I think it has a really, a really interesting setting. But in terms of my engagement with the setting and my engagement with the system, there is a, it's. It's on purpose. It's dreamlike, and it's trying. It's trying to create this liminal space between reality and and magic. And you play gods, and like ways in which you can mechanically represent the power. The power of a god is difficult. And the author, whose name I forget right now, did an incredible job with having something that which worked that well. But for me, the game is so disparate and spread out and dreamlike that I can't really understand it. And I feel I need. I'd like to at least vaguely understand the game before I start running it. Yeah, I think I think my problem is that I don't think there's many games I care less about. Go on, because I was very kind though. Yeah, like I, it's not that I don't like it. Mm. I just I don't I like. It's not like fatal. I don't hate it. I think I think like rather than just, care less about, I just don't you're care. Not, you're not bothered to do the work. No, like that's yeah. that's a lot of effort, like a yeah. genuine effort mm-hmm. to get into. And yeah. I could read any one of 600 less effort-consuming games that are also mm. top-tier. Mm, that's true. I, sh- I should like to maybe, like, when, 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 I, when I'm not writing a game, so, I don't know, presumably after my death, I should like to look through and just actually sit down with it properly and try and get my head around it, because it's, it's, it's up my alley in terms of weird indie RPGs, you know? Yeah, no, for I sure. I just, yeah. I just don't care. Mm. Will ask. Will has a question from Google. From Google. Yeah, a question says, from Google, which I find really interesting. I don't know. I don't know, one, I don't know how how one like did Google send it in? Because it's just a screenshot of some text which says, "What does it mean to be a Hydra?" So, as far as I can see, your key take homes. Your key your, your key things here mm-hmm. for being for being an Hydra mm-hmm. is regeneration. Oh, and God, multiples. Yeah. It's regeneration, but only of heads. Specifically, like, heads. Yes, it's not but, like legs. It's not like one of those tribal newts. The, but 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 it's but it's the multiples that's key as well because mm. tra- your traditional hydra, mm-hmm. you cut off a head, you get two in the place. Mm. Unlike fast, 
like during the fight. Yeah, like like whip it quick. Are they stored up there? Like you know how you get snakes in in, in cans of peanuts. Possibly. And they're all just sprung up. But then there, someone... there would have to be an infinite number of hydra heads because you can cut, cut keep cutting infinitely. I think I think it depends on you your need representation to, you need of to destroy, hydra. You need to you need to destroy the stump. If we're going for if we're going for the classical representation, yeah, you need to destroy the stump. If you're going for like Thirteenth Age and I believe later editions of D and D, it regrows some heads, but it doesn't keep regrowing heads. Oh, uh, okay. Um, do you reckon? I'm, I'm I'm betting the Hydra's brain probably isn't located in its skull. It can't be at that point because you, you essentially you're, you're losing computing cycles, and then gaining and them. then gaining more computing cycles, which is an interesting evolution to damage. But I'm yeah. guessing there's probably like some sort of Stegosaurus-style hindbrain in the tail, and probably something in that big old mess of necks. And yeah, then I mean, you... like we've got we, we've got a, a processing plant in our spinal <laughs> column. Yeah. For uh, nervous system reactions, and he doesn't need a huge brain. So maybe lizard. they've got most of their processing power in that in that neck piece, mm. like the the neck root, the juicy neck meat. The juicy neck meat is also mm-hmm. juicy brain meat. Mm. And so these are That's more like these are like the secondary mouths in Alien, which snap forward in a bit and aren't necessarily intelligent, but they're they're well, I suppose they are intelligent because they're all part of the same thing. Yeah. I think... But interestingly, when you see when you see interpretations of the Hydra, mm-hmm. you see the heads attacking each other occasionally. Well, which I always found very interesting because if you're the same creature, why are those two heads snapping at each other? I've seen the state of your hands. What do you mean? I mean that when you're anxious or bored or not concentrating, you try and pick off your left hand. That is entirely fair. Mm-hmm. And that's my um, own hand, not my own. Yeah. N- not not a separate head with teeth. Yeah. Um. So that's like, it's it's not like your hand's got eyes and it can see. It. It's like, oh, hang on. It's it's like you just do that. So I'm guessing um these things are okay. So often they argue over food, right? Yeah. Do they all have their own stomachs? It's all going to the same stomach. You see that 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 strikes me as massively inefficient. Because hear me out here, right? Let's say your Hydra, um, Hydra head number one bites bites. Sorry. Hello, I'm Hydra. Hello. Um, you bite down hard on a knight with one of your mm-hmm. heads. Um, you kill the knight, but your teeth got all messed up on the plate mail, right? Yep. So that head can't properly eat, it can't properly fight. It's got, like, But it's not going to get weaker. The other heads are going to have to keep up for it. Alternatively, what they can do is rip it off the neck and replace it with two, requiring further food. That's it's true. an ecosystem which can't be sustained. This, oh, it's, what it means to be a hydra is c- lifelong confusion. What if it's like cows and they have lots of stomachs, but in parallel, not sequence? I think that's that's a bold choice. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the only way that you're going to be keeping all those heads running. Yeah. Especially because if you've got one lame <laughs> head. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. If, if you've got one disabled head, yeah. Yeah. I, um... Hmm. I think that it means that you're going to have real difficulty struggling. You're going to have real difficulties getting a job. Yeah, I mean for sure um, the interview is going to be nightmarish. Uh, we're assuming you can talk because you asked this. You asked this question, um, but I think that if you're arguing over food, you're probably going to be arguing over things like what do you reckon your greatest weakness is, and yep. that's fire. Everyone knows what that is. That was a or, test and you failed. Acid. Acid. Does acid work? 
Well, and, 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 and trolls, trolls are weak to acid and fire. Oh, any sort of regen monster. Yeah, it's just sort of regeneration. Mm. What you're looking at is cauterizing a wound. Mm. I think that it does make you. Here's okay. You're definitely cooler than a wyvern. No yes, question. Yes, 100%, because wyverns are just crap dragons to begin they're just with. Shit, they're just shit dragons. You've got no arms, you can't breathe fire, fuck off. Yeah. Now, my question is, um, are you cooler than a dragon? Probably not, are you? you I'd like fly. to think so, because if you look at, <laughs> at D&D and D&D yeah. art, dragons are, yeah. two, are, are ten a penny. That's true. Yeah, and, they see all, a they, Hydra. and they all look kind of the same, don't they? Yeah, I mean, roughly within a given value, yeah. Hydra, that rarely crops up. That's true. You've got you've got that niche appeal, right? Yeah, go indie. Yeah, that's where the moolah is. You see now in Dark Souls, it's inverted because the Hydra is really boring looking, <laughs> and the dragons are all like, "Oh, I've got rib cages and a second dragon inside the rib cage." Hang on a moment. <laughs> are you still a dragon? What you've got there is a dragon. What's eaten another dragon? Shh. <laughs> I'm I'm just one dragon, not two. Uh huh. Don't tell the undead. Hmm. That's mm. real freaking neato. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I so see. Like like the guy from Dark Souls. That's right. That's, that's the only said. Dark Souls joke that's, I know. That's his name. Yeah. You stopped playing it, didn't you? I really wish I you... I really wish I had your resolve because I carried on. It took oh, me two see, I years. Hell, I played the hell out of Bloodborne. That was a good mm. game. Yeah, I need to get back into that. I like Bloodborne. I'm enjoying it, and um. It was interesting running, just listening to you running running a game at the Spire and talking about how much ministrations there mm-hmm. were everywhere, which was great as, as as blood was daubed on things. Yep, it's a great word, ministrations. It's beautiful. It's, by the way, also listener, um, if you're if you haven't played Bloodborne, um, you're probably not going to by now. So I'd recommend you look up the lore because it's fucking fascinating. The art is just wonderful. The art's incredible, but the fact that it's about duffing up aliens from outside time and space. And, like, it says, it says ostensibly, this is a game about killing werewolves. It's Dark Souls, but werewolves are, no. Mm. No. Lies? Yeah, so I've, I was, I've been hugely impressed with the setting. I liked it a great deal. Uh, I, I, need to get, I need to get good, I believe is the phrase. You need, do need to get good. At the moment, Six I letters, bad. two words. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to sign off now. We have had, yeah. we've had, I've, I've had, Christopher, I've had a lovely recording session. It's, it's, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Um... Do you want to do the plugs this time round? The, the the casual reminders, or do you want me to, do you want to entrust it to me? Oh, I think you can handle casual reminders. So, if you like what you just heard and you are not a patron, um, please go to patreon.com forward slash hearty dice friends, where we have our patron there. Um, the main benefit from that is you can hang out in our Discord um, and and chat with our lovely people. Um, mainly getting the 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 inside scoop on all of our upcoming games, which is fun, and also just like we have a rich cat sh- a cat picture sharing. Um, environment in there community community yeah. yeah also just what 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 a brilliant community i'm so excited oh, to, just, to, to have just, made just a like, of lovelington well, to have genuinely brought these lovely people together and have them interact all in yeah. a single house in sheffield <laughs> um the other thing if you uh, if you're going to nine worlds so um by the time you by the time you listen to this we'll release this on monday uh so on saturday uh the saturday after this goes out so saturday the date Yes, Saturday the fifth. Uh, we're doing we're doing a live recording of Hearty Dice Friends. So if you're at Nine Worlds, you want to come along, uh, do come and hang out, please. My God, if you if you listen to this podcast and you don't come to our live recording, if you're at the con, I I 
I have no respect left for you anymore. <laughs> it's going to be literally just us. It'll be. It'll be. I th- I, we'll maybe get a few petty hangs, but yeah. Well, um, we'll we'll, we'll see. So we're doing live recording. Um, we're also doing a Kickstarter, which I'm sure you've heard of by now. We are writing a game called the Spire. We've we've written a game called Spire. It is about uh, revolutionary dark elves. If you like what we've talked about and you want to see us write a game um, and really go in depth on some setting and not do comedy but do serious stuff, um, go check out uh, Spire. We're on Kickstarter. If you just search uh, Kickstarter for Spire RPG, um, then we would we would love to uh, get some money off you because we have some really cool stretch goals coming and, up and give you a lovely product. I'd like. To oh, of course, yeah, like, just like, yeah, give a tenner. Yeah, give us a tenner, mate. Um, it's although, give, although, give us a bunch of money and you get a bunch of stuff. Someone did give us a tenner, but didn't take any reward, which I like. Oh, it was really nice. It's the purest form of flattering. Uh, but we're going to go. We we adore you. We want to get on a bicycle made for three, and then have you uh, no bicycle made for two, and then have you awkwardly balance in the middle. Yeah, so you uh, have so to pedal like, is the crucial uh, part. So like a Christy, I think you should go at the back because you're you're heavier. I think that's how it works. That's fair. Uh, so you go at the back. They'll balance. Uh, so like you, you listener will balance on Chris's handlebars, um, yeah. and hold and like hold on to my shoulders, and then I'll I'll be on the front, and we'll go buy three ice creams, and we'll eat them by the beach, and then a seagull will steal Chris's ice cream, and he'll cry. Oh come on! Why my ice cream again? Well, because because the seagulls know not to fuck with me. That's fair. Yeah, you you, you saw the videos. I did. <laughs> you were not kind. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We've had a lovely time. I hope you've had as much fun listening to this as we've had recording. And we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.